Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Glitter Effect Podcast. I'm your host with the most. That's me, David Martinez. And you guys, this week's episode, gonna be a little bit of a, how can I say it? Like, we don't have a docket, but we kind of have a game plan because I want this episode to be fashion-based. Yes, that's right. Bring on the runway, put on the strap lights. Oh, Lord, this is already gonna be telling how this episode's gonna go. Put on the strobe lights because we're going to be strutting down that catwalk. You better work. Work it, girl. Do your thing. <laughs> or, or we could have saying, uh, you got to strut like you mean it. Free your mind. From Cheetah Girls. Uh, if you weren't a Cheetah Girl fan, then what are you doing? You know what? If you weren't a Cheetah Girl fan, you can stop listening right now. <laughs> this is for the Cheetah Girls and the Cheetah Girls only. Cheetah Girl fan club right here. Anyways, we are going to be talking about fashion. I want to go through some themes, um, do some eras, and all that other good stuff. And we're just going to have a good old time just chit-chatting about clothes and trends and fashion because that's what I love. Um, so let's jump right into it. Yeah. So um, I asked a couple of my friends, um, you know, what kind of, what is something from fashion or what is something from any era that you wish you could have experienced that had to do with fashion? And so, um, my first listener, aka my sister, <laughs> she said she wished she would have experienced wearing a poodle skirt in the 50s, like in the Greece era. I said, girl, Greece outfits popped off. Also, side note, my brother-in-law grew up watching Grease 2, and so he thinks Grease 2 is the better Grease movie. I said, you can, you know what? You don't deserve my sister anymore. You had a good run, and you just messed it up right now. <laughs> yeah, can you believe that, guys? He likes Grease 2 more than Grease 1. Excuse me? Oh, I hate Grease 2. The only thing I like from Grease 2 is their jackets, because they're a little bit more, like, satiny and pretty. And Michelle Pfeiffer's song, Cool Rider. And that's it. Literally, that is it. Do not play that movie around me. Do not get near me with none of that. If you think Grease 2 is better than Grease 1, you have supreme, supreme issues. And maybe you shouldn't get that checked out. You know, from friend to friend. <laughs> um, anyways, poodle skirts. So you wish she was like in that era with the poodle skirts. And honestly, that is such an iconic era. Because it just, like when I think of that era, I think of like milkshakes. And uh, we're not going to talk about political times in that era. <laughs> um, but yeah, like milkshakes, diners, uh, like little games and bikers and stuff like that. And for those of you who may not know what a poodle skirt is. Um, it's basically just a, a long skirt it goes past your knees, but above your ankles, um, kind of like at your shin, where your shins are. Um, it flares out. Some of them have like a petticoat underneath it. Some of them have tulle or chiffon underneath it to make it fluff out. Um, and a majority of the time there was always a little poodle right in the front of it. And that was a poodle skirt. Of course, some of them didn't have poodles, but just the style itself was called the poodle skirt. And so that's what my sister wished she experienced. And I said, no, you were slaying a poodle skirt. <laughs> you know what? Why not bring poodle skirts back? If you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I want to wear a poodle skirt. Go ahead and get you one. If you can't find one, make one. It can't be that hard, right? I see people make tutus all the time. Just get a big skirt or a longer skirt and then build like a makeshift tutu and put it underneath it and boom, poodle skirt. If you don't know how to sew, well, I can't help you though. Because I can't help you there. Sorry for my mispronunciation. It's been a long day, you guys. Um... But yeah, can't help you there because I don't know how to sew either. But 
Um, let's go on to the second one. So that was poodle skirts. Um, my second listeners <laughs> had quite things to say. Um, this is from Kat. And you will all get to see her a little bit more next week when we do a very fun episode um, together. Anyways, uh, she said, I really like the late 1800s outfits. She goes, their outfits would be nice. Uh, no petticoats, though. Just long, super long nightgowns <laughs> forever. Uh, she also said that she loves high-waisted vibes from the 50s, like the pinup era, pinup girls with their tucked hair and the high-waisted denim era and, well, pants in general. Um, and she says she would love the tie-dye and the free free the booby movement from the 70s. And Kat is such a hippie, you guys. I love her for that. So I can totally see her doing that. Uh, it was interesting that she said the 1800s, uh, no petticoats, just long nightgowns. Because, yes, the 1800s, if a peep of your ankle showed, you were a whore. Shh, don't say that word. But you were. <laughs> and you know what? Hey, I would have been, I would have lifting that skirt. <coughs> I would have been flashing ankles every day. Uh, but actually, when I think of 1800s, I actually think of Titanic. And I know that was like 1912. Um, but I think of like the big fancy like fur coats big hats and the freaking corsets that they had to wear if you have never squeezed yourself in a corset then honestly you're not missing out don't do it uh i squeezed myself into one because i wore one to the casey musgraves concert it was a metal ribbed corset so it, it has some some strength to it hold all this in and i told my friend nico i was like you gotta strap me in i said I said, and I don't care. I said, just pull those strings. And he didn't hold back. He said, breathe. And I went, and then, I said, oh my God, who is here? How dare someone start their car in front of me? Um, Anyways, he, uh, yeah, he didn't hold back. Those things were cinched. I said, I said, I can't breathe. It's perfect. (laughs) Which it was. I was like, holy crap, this looks amazing. Ugh. My outfit was so good that night for the Casey Musgraves concert. Uh, I will say, getting into the Uber was a bit of an experience because, hey, standing up, totally fine. I could rock with it. Sitting down, I didn't think that through. And so I sat in the Uber. I said, ooh. So I basically had to, like, <laughs> stand up in the back seat a little bit just to relieve my rib cage because I was getting crushed. That was worth it, you guys. You know, fashion is no pain, no gain. <laughs> fashion is a very painful world. Um, but yeah, so corsets, recommend them, but don't recommend them. You know what? That's why they have waist trainers. Waist trainers are an easier, um, still not comfortable version of a corset, but hey, it's easier than a metal ribbed one. What was I thinking? I said, I need a heavy duty one. (laughs) Um, my third listener and my third suggestion came from Nike. Uh, as some of you know, from episode five, he is the crazy heathen that I had on this, on this podcast. He said that he um, liked the suits, like the mafia suits. He wished that guys, because back then that was kind of a thing, like in that mafia era, like you would see a guy in a suit like always. If it's nice dinner or even going out of town, they always had like a three-piece suit on, which is crazy to think about now. And there are people like that, but they're going to work or something. These guys are just like going to dinner. Now when someone says, oh, we're going to dinner, dress nice, it's just like a nice button up, maybe some khakis black khakis denim or not denim khakis um sometimes denim but 
it's never like a full three-piece suit like that and i get what he was saying it reminds me of um legend with tom hardy how that whole crew was always in suits so that was crazy. speaking of suits uh i did want to talk about because it does incorporate fashion and history and if you don't know me i love learning and i love history the most and i found this article from the zen education project that i want to um not fully read but i'll give you like a synopsis version of this article because it's pretty long um but i really wanted to touch up on the zoot suit riots so if you don't know what a zoot suit were was it is a type of oversized suit which is tapered at the ankles and often worn back in the day by black jazz musicians and so this has to do this was back in like 1940 1943 it says white u.s servicemen and police officers descended upon a majority Mexican-American neighborhood in East Los Angeles, California, and harassed, beat, and detained hundreds of Mexican-American youth. The violent riot was fueled by centuries of colonialism and white supremacy. I know what you're thinking. David, what the heck? This is the Glitter Effect podcast. We don't want to hear things like that. Well, I think it's important to sometimes hear things like that, especially when it comes to history, because history oftentimes can repeat itself. And this was just over clothes, you guys. Clothes and the color of people's skin. Can you believe that? Um, It was a very just insane riot that lasted, I think, like two days. And it was just, it was highly aimed at Mexican, at the Mexican-American community. And it was just wild. Um, And it had such an impact on the community because it brought everyone together. But also it was for a violent reason. And that's, it's never really the answer for anything, is it? Um, But it said the violence had a lasting impact on Los Angeles with many trade unions, celebrities, communists, and even the first lady coming to defend Los Angeles, Mexican-American community. That's wild. Um, And it's just, it's insane that that happened. And it was just back and forth fighting. There's so much to this article that uh, I want to get into because it's crazy. It's crazy thinking. But can you believe that? All because of just who they were at the time so it's always because i don't know if a lot of you know this but i am latino um my parents always say we're chicanos and so just to hear stories like that about your your own people getting ostracized based off of who they are and what they wear and things like that you know it's never good to hear those things and it kind of kind of makes you sit back now and think wow you know i should be grateful for everything that I have these days. Don't get me wrong. That is not an excuse for where we stand in America today. Because it's still a little crazy if you ask me. But we won't get into those topics. Because that is not what the show's about. But I did want to bring that up. Because I was like, that's wild. Um, also, zoot suits kind of slay. Like, <laughs> Google those, thing, those zoot suits. They look amazing. I said, oh, I said, if someone was wearing that today, fire. It'd be fire. I love it. Um... Yeah, as I mentioned last week, uh, my favorite thing about fashion is just the 60s. You guys, I love the 60s. Um, More in depth about the 60s. It was always just about the hair, the makeup, like all of it. All the encompassing things that the 60s were in fashion. Um, The big, like not the beehive, but like when their hair was down. Think of Nancy Sinatra. Uh, the cover of her song these boots are made for working or walking not working (laughs) walking um 
very that like her hair was down but it was flipped and it was big flipped at the ends it usually had a headband um had like those cool um there was like there were dresses but they weren't like fitted dresses like the neckline was high um the sleeves were cut off and it was basically like a triangle dress if you think about it and just big old boots big old go-go boots oh my gosh just something about that and i think what sparked my love for the 60s and to be so stupid was austin powers like when my siblings would play that movie yes it was hilarious and so stupid but um just seeing like when he was going back to the 60s seeing their outfits and everything i said are you kidding me i said why don't we dress like this today i said because it looks amazing and actually there are still hints of it in today's like culture and uh pop culture especially music like ariana grande's um video for 3435 super 60s super 60s inspired her hair uh the makeup the outfits all of it even the end when she had like the little nightgowns with the fur on the boobies and then the the mesh or see-through material towards the bottom was just so inspired by the 60s and i was like holy crap this is one of my favorite videos of all time oh at least from hers <laughs> um yeah, and then the makeup was always just, like, the, the eyeliner was so bold and the wings were just, whoosh, like, super sharp. Oh, I love the 60s so much. It's one of my favorite fashion eras. And then moving on to the 70s, which I also was obsessed with, still am obsessed with, um, especially last year. Last year, there was a weird thing happening where it was just a bunch of, like, um, almost, like, flared-out pants, but not fitted flared pants. They were just almost, like, loose but still flared. Um, they were like in bright colors, like neon green, neon pink, bright blue. And they were being paired with like silk tops, kind of how they were in the 70s with big chunky boots. And I was eating it up. I said, if my if I didn't have legs for seconds instead of legs for days, I would be wearing that exact same thing because it looked amazing. I saw so many TikToks with that outfit. I was like, oh, which I mean, don't get me wrong. I could wear it, but it'll just look a little funny, but I'll still rock it. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was just... The 70s incorporated such, like, they, the word groovy, they embodied that with their fashion. Because you had, like, the crazy prints. You had, like, the paisley print. That's what it was called. You had the paisley print. You had the sequins. You had kind of just all these bright, bold colors, but also tied in with, like, earthy tones, like browns, burnt oranges, dandelion yellows. And it just all grew together, and it was just, ugh, I... Love the 70s. Love the headbands that they were rocking. Love the freaking, oh, when it comes to hairstyles, um, think of Charlie's Angels and the actress uh, Farrah Fawcett. Her hair with the wings, like the middle part with the wings on the side, or technically now, technically, that's what I love about fashion. It just repeats itself. Curtain bangs. The way all these girls with long hair are cutting curtain bangs or getting that butterfly haircut and it has the middle part. And the bangs were like flowed out away from the face. That was Farrah Fawcett's hairstyle. That was called winged, the winged or the feathered hair look. Um, they called it feathering back then. But yeah, it's basically um, what we are calling curtain bangs these days, which I love curtain bangs. It is probably like any girl, honestly, any girl or any guy that has long hair, when they cut their hair like that, they like they could have been a two, a solid two. And they probably bumped up to like a nine, to be honest, <laughs> because... I love that haircut. It is one of my favorite haircuts of all time. And if I had more hair, you know dang well I'd be cutting my hair like that. Um, but like I said last week's episode, there's there's the thing called wigs. So who knows? I might have a little a little one. 
Um, but yeah, I just oh, the sixties and seventies were amazing when it came to fashion. Um, so many just new trends. Cher, I feel like was freaking like one of the pioneers for fashion with her show um, in the seventies when it was just freaking sequins and dripping down and jewels. And there's this episode from the Cher show um, that was uh, highlighted, unfortunately, when Tina Turner passed away. But it's because Tina Turner was a guest that episode. And they had, like, matching outfits in a way. And their hair was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Do yourself a favor. Look up Tina Turner and Cher on the Cher show. And you will not be disappointed. They sang a duet together. And they looked amazing. I was like, wow. If only. If only I looked like that. Honestly, Cher still kind of looks like that, which is very scary. She's, like, in her 70s. And she looks like that. I said, holy guacamole. Give me your doctor's information. (laughs) Just kidding. Um... And then moving on to the 80s, I remember last week I said I wasn't into the 80s, uh, but I can appreciate different elements from the 80s, Um, especially like Madonna when she was going about like the lace, the lace gloves, um, the ribbon and the bright colors. Um, The only thing I will not defend from the 80s is the hair. No way. You cannot tell me. Oh my gosh, the hair from the 80s was terrible, you guys. I found a yearbook back when I was in high school. It was from like 1987 or 86. And the hairstyles I saw, I was like, there's no freaking way. (laughs) I was like, people were teasing it so high. And some of it looked so rough. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know you. I know your hair was stuck like that for a while. I know what caused damage. But yeah, I couldn't get behind the hair from the 80s. But I loved how um, bright it was. How, like, as far as pop culture goes. Because when you think about the 80s, you think, like, oh, neon, totally rock. I get that the 80s may have not been like that for everyone. Um, But it was, that's how it was portrayed throughout its pop culture, like, media. The news, the concerts, the music. Everything was very much like that. And the broad freaking shoulder pads. I feel like the 80s had insane shoulder pads. Which, hey, I guess it's a look. Because that's also, we're talking about current trends later on in the episode um but yeah big shoulder pads uh also the freaking shorts the guys were wearing were so tiny they were the tiniest shorts i've ever seen in my life and you know what guess what that's what every gym bro's wearing the tiniest shorts you guys so they had like five inch seams which was really short right now they have three inch seams and yes i do have like four pairs of those already because i'm obsessed with them they're so comfy and i just i love me my short shorts they're just throw them on wear a t-shirt good to go put some teeny shoes on put a hat boom full flesh outfit for the summer also i hate the summer as far as fashion because it is too dang hot i do not want to be getting dressed up i do not want to be putting on anything in my hair nothing on my face nothing i don't want to try because i'm so irritated when it's hot I don't want to feel nothing on me, on my face, my hair. Clothes-wise, I'm my outfits are so boring and so basic in the summer because it's literally what I just said. Short shorts, a shirt, and a hat, a cap, a baseball tee, and that's it because I'm not putting in any effort because I'm going to be sweating. I'm going to be sweating like nobody's ever sweated. People are going to be like, does someone just release the Hoover Dam? No, I was just walking by because it's that hot. So, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Summer, summer fashion for me, negative. It's a no for me. Um, 
But for the fall, you can't tell me anything in the fall. I'm so ready for this season. It's going to be amazing. Um, I'm already prepared. Consuela released their fall collection. For those of you who may not be familiar with Consuela, they are a woman-owned, Texan-based owned uh, handbag company. They made different handbags, of course. Um, they're super vibrant, super colorful. Uh, I feel like it's more of a Texas thing where I've seen Consuela. I don't really see it <laughs> outside of it because uh, it's very, it's, you can tell it's inspired by Texas. Uh, which is crazy because they use, um, they find like artists, local artists to work on things. Um, all their bags are made from Mexico, but they pay the workers really good over there. Um, they're also inspired by the, a lot of their bags will have these paper mache charms and beaded charms and things like that, which are also made in Mexico and of course influenced by Mexican culture um, when it comes to beadwork and um, paper mache when they make the little, the little, what do they call it? Like, um, I don't know the what they're called. Little figures. Um, <laughs> but it's very inspired by Mexican culture and Texas. So it's just, oh, I, I love it. I eat it up every time they release something. And yes, I already did buy something. And yes, I'm ready for it to be here. Actually, it should be here tomorrow. <laughs> which is amazing. So when this episode airs, I should be getting my new bag. Which, of course, I'm just at the edge of my seat. Because I can't wait to see it in person. It's going to be amazing. But yeah. Consuela. If you don't have a Consuela bag, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? Actually, I can't say that. They're kind of expensive, um, but totally worth it. I have, like, a work tote from Consuela. Uh, Those things, you can carry a freaking refrigerator in there. I carry my laptop, my iPad, my hydro jug. um, What else do I carry in there? My AirPods, my phone, my wallet. Everything goes in there when I carry my work tote, because it's huge. (laughs) Um, But right now, I'm walking... uh, they call it a wedge, and my new one's going to be a luncheon because it looks like a little lunchbox style. I know that sounds weird, but go on the website, check it out. Amazing work. Um, kind of obsessed with them. Uh, only because it really, uh, a lot of people make fun of me because I hate country music. Like, ugh, I hate country music, you guys, with the passion. And my bestie, Nico, is obsessed with country music. Like, that is, he bleeds country music. If I was to slice him with a knife, freaking country music notes would come out of him because that's just how much he loves country and it drives me crazy not his not his love for it I, it's just i don't like country music i can't get into it um i'm sorry nico if you're listening i'm sorry <laughs> I, I can't get into it i've tried i do like some songs but it ain't for me fam and my sister always makes fun of me she goes you know for someone who doesn't like country music you love western fashion i said yeah i do i said freaking texas rodeos are like fashion week the houston rodeo is fashion week you know how they have Fashion Week in New York and Paris? That's ours. That's our Texas Fashion Week. It's the Houston Rodeo. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love the, the flare jeans, the boots, the cowboy hats, all of it. I eat it up. Um, not a fan of wearing it. Again, I'm a heat person. and I, oh, so, I'm not, so just thinking about it, I'm getting like flustered because it's so hot. <laughs> but um, yeah, love it. And I have like a cowboy hat tattoo. And so she's always like, you know, for someone who doesn't like country music, you love Western stuff. I was like, yeah, because I'm Texan. I love Texas. That doesn't mean I love country music. Because technically, country music was birthed and housed in Nashville. You go to Nashville, there there you go. There's your country music. But I'm Texan. I love everything Texas. And Western wear just happens to be a part of that. And the Western culture and everything. So Consuela ties in 
the Western side of things and my Latino side of things and puts it together. And it's just, oh my gosh, I love it so much. It's my favorite. Um, yeah. So to end on that tangent, I'm getting my bag tomorrow. <laughs> so the whole conversation was about, I just wanted to let you guys know. Um, yeah, their fall collection just released. So go go look at stuff. Go buy something. Treat yourself. You know, this week, I don't know about y'all. This week has been hectic. Hectic for me. Oh my goodness. Like mentally, I was so drained. So exhausted. Uh, today, I was like in a little mood. And then my friend Nike bought me lunch uh, at this new place in town. Well, new to me. It's been here for years, apparently. i never been there. But uh, it was so delicious. I said, holy crap. And of course, my mood was better. I said, wow. He's like, look at that. Look at that. I just needed food. <laughs> and I'm in such a better mood. Um, but I know we were in the 80s. But I'm kind of done talking about the 80s. Because let's talk about the 90s. The 90s fashion. We're going back on fashion. Sorry. Sorry for taking that sidestep out of here. Um, but you, you should be used to that by now. You know that's how things work here at the Glitter Effect Podcast. We just go on tangents all day long. Anyways. Um... The 90s fashion was some of my favorites. Like, oh, I love everything. The windbreakers, the the freaking parachute pants. I know I would never wear parachute pants, but I can appreciate how they looked back then. Um, the streetwear, the the hip-hop style. Oh, my gosh, I love the 90s. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I was born in the 90s, but, like, late 90s, like 1996 to be specific. So I can't say, like... Oh, I grew up in the 90s. I'm a 90s kid. Like, I was born in the 90s, but it was like the tail end of it, so I don't, I don't really know. But um, looking back at, like, movies and Runway and... Okay, we're going to talk about Runway because that's when Runway really started taking off. And, you guys, I'm obsessed with Runway shows. Um, I think a lot of people are confused about Runway these days because they're like, who would wear that? Like, no one's actually going to wear that. I'm like, Runway is not... Yes, you know, celebrities and people who have money can buy things off the runway. Like, if you see, if a celebrity sees something they like, they can, like, get it off the runway. That's amazing. That's awesome. But runway is to allow a designer to be so creative and, like, sky's the limit with their designs. Put it out there in the world. And it's it's an art show. It's an art exhibit. Yes, you can purchase those pieces later, but it's not made for, like, mass production. You're not going to find that stuff. Like, I freaking um i don't know what clothing play nordstrom rack <laughs> jc pennies <laughs> you're not gonna find that stuff there um what you will find is the brand like michael kors or gucci you know the gucci store you're not gonna find their runway stuff in the store you're gonna find it in the runway <laughs> so like a lot of you'll find so you'll find stuff inspired by the runway collection in the store you're going to see a much more tame version of what they designed for the runway in the store. Um, but that's what it is. It's, um, each designer, you know, creates things and then has like a toned down version for the mass public. So that's what runway is. So when you see these like designers have like the craziest shows, I think it was Gucci like two years ago, they had like the models hold their own head. It was like a, a silicone mold of their own heads. That was wild. I kind of loved it, though. The clothes are kind of fuggly, but, you know, it's whatever. Kind of fuggy, in my opinion, but... <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> but, um... No, my... My favorite runway designer... You guys, 
You guys, I'm manifesting you right now. I want to be um, a Moschino model. I want to be on the runway. I want to be in the magazines. I want to be wearing nothing but Moschino. Um, or as some people call it, Moschino. It's Moschino. Um, the designer is Jeremy Scott. He can dress me for the rest of my life. I don't care. I do not care. I love his designs so much. They're so fun. Oh, I love Jeremy Scott. I love Moschino. Jeremy Scott, for some reason, if you ever hear this, hey, <laughs> I don't know where your designs. I want to model for you. I think that'd be so much fun. Um, so I have a, like a runny nose. I keep sniffing my nose because it's like runny and I don't know why. I better not be getting sick. Uh-uh. <laughs> not on my watch. I will be chugging down an emergency tonight. No freaking way. Um, but yeah, so that's what Runway is inspired by. So, <laughs> sorry to go on that tangent. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for that. Um, but going back to the 90s Runway, um, it was picking up. It was just so good. You have... Um, Designers like Mugler just coming out with the most delicious designs. You guys, do yourself a favor and look up Mugler collections from the 90s. You will not be disappointed. That man is a genius. Oh my gosh. Ugh, just thinking about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it so much. I just love seeing beautiful art. Like, ugh. And this, to me, fashion is the epitome of art. It's wearable art. It's art you can show off. It's art that each individual has everything you wear like you as a person you can wear the most you can wear a white t-shirt but it's your white t-shirt it's you're representing that shirt that shirt's representing you you chose to wear it so you chose to express yourself in that way for some reason you know what i mean oh it's just so beautiful i love fashion so much oh, my friend dante um he's always like you need to create your own a fashion doll line or be a fashion doll i said girl don't even start don't start with me because that would be insane um that would be so much fun my dream is to like become big enough i don't want to say famous but become I, well, I guess the keyword would have to be famous so i can get like a collaboration with brats and have me as a brats are you kidding me i would die happy i would die happy so if anyone knows how to make a custom brats Hey, make one like me. Um, <laughs> but don't let it don't let it be bought like this. Um, give it hair. <laughs> but oh my gosh, that's my dream to collaborate with brats. Or even like to work with them. Or I don't know, just do something. I want to do something with fashion. I can't be a fashion designer because I can't sew. I've always wanted to be a fashion stylist though. Like put outfits together for people. Ooh, that would be that'd be a dream. I love fashion. Anyways. <laughs> uh runway in the 90s was so much fun so like the models were having fun smiling working that freaking runway they would work that runway until there was nothing left and that's just what i miss from it and you may be wondering well why are models so boring these days and i don't want to say they're boring in a rude way but there's a reason for that so when you watch runway shows now the models don't smile they walk pretty fast. They don't have a strut. They don't have that catwalk strut that the models from the 90s did. Like Tyra Banks, for example. Say what you want about her. I know America's Next Top Model is very problematic. But, hey, I was, I'm guilty of watching it. But watching it as an adult now, I'm just like, ooh, Tyra. 
<laughs> what were we doing, girl? Hey, what were we doing? But um, her as a as a runway model, iconic. There was a TikTok that went viral about her like two weeks ago, and it's just proof that she was she knew what she was doing. Oh my gosh! And you may be wondering, well, how come they don't have models like that anymore? Or how come models don't have that strut, that catwalk? Um, their walks are very normal in a way. Um, and there's really nothing that stands out about them as far as uh, their features. Yes, these models these days are gorgeous and so unique looking. Um, in certain shows, there are still shows that use the very much generic white, blonde, blue-eyed models, which I guess the clothes are ugly anyways. <laughs> but no, but um, uh, the reason for that is because a lot of designers in the 90s and early 2000s started feeling that runway was becoming a representation of the model versus the model being representation of the clothes. So people weren't paying attention to the clothes anymore. They were paying attention to the models. And so um, one designer decided to, I forgot her name. She decided to have all her models be blonde, white, no crazy makeup, kind of all have the same walk, no smiling, no movements, no flips at the end of the runway, no funny things, just simple. Because she had the idea of her models being almost like human hangers. Like, they're so bland, there's nothing important striking about them. So you look at the clothes, and you focus on the clothes. Which, in a way, makes sense. Because you want people to focus on your designs, and you want people to talk about that. Because that's what you're working on. You're not working on the model. And so, she did that uh, unknowingly. You know, she didn't realize what that would cause for the fashion world. Um, but it was a chain reaction. Uh, designers after designers after designers started doing that. Started hiring you know, even if they hired the same model, such as Tyra Banks and everything, no more smiling, no more anything. Just very walk it. You don't even get to touch the clothes. Back then, models were like, touch it. Nope, you don't get to touch the clothes. You can just walk it because you're basically a human hanger. You are there for the sole purpose of showing off that garment, showing off that fashion. So it's kind of boring. It's kind of sad. Like if you look at runway shows these days, if the concept isn't crazy, which is why Gucci had like the models holding their heads, it's not going to keep anyone's eye. So instead of hiring like fun models or letting models express themselves um, like they did back then, you get these designers trying to come up with outrageous um, runway concepts. Uh, an airport, a dentist office was one concept I saw. And it's just, it's, it's a little weird. I was like, why not just let the models have fun? So... Hopefully in the future, I think we're going to, I think there's a shift in the fashion world. I think people are catching on like, oh, you know, that is kind of boring. We're still going to pay attention to the clothes. In fact, if I, me personally, personally, if I see someone having the time of their life, wearing that outfit, working that outfit, because it just makes them feel so good and so, mm, I'm going to want to, I'm going to want that way more than I see someone just walking, no smile or nothing. Like, I don't want that. Look how boring they look. <laughs> no offense. But no, you don't look like you're having fun. I want to have fun. So I'm going to wear this because they look like they're having the time of their lives. Flipping that scarf, throwing that jacket everywhere. Uh-uh. I'm not going to be. <laughs> so I think a lot of people have that same sentiment. Like they want Runway to be fun again. Still fierce. Still, you know, hokator, Very high fashion. You can still be high fashion and have fun. Uh, that's what I appreciate about Jeremy Scott and Moschino is yes, the model's. You know, some of them aren't smiling and stuff like that. But that's changing a little bit. 
Um, and his designs are so fun anyway, so it, it kind of makes sense for them to have fun. So, I don't know. You see that you see that change, especially in Rihanna's fashion uh, runway shows for Savage X Fenty, her lingerie line. Uh, do yourself a favor. They're all on Amazon. Go watch every single one. They're amazing. But she hires the most diverse models, pregnant models, chubby models, plus plus size models, uh, disabled models, like models in wheelchairs, models without a leg, you know, models without an arm, you know. And it's just because that's real. You know, if you want people to wear your clothes, show real people wearing your clothes. And they eat it up. Oh, my gosh. They eat everything they wear. Last season, last year's show was amazing. Oh, I sure did order like $200 worth of stuff that night. <laughs> I watched that show and I said, yep, let me go to the website. Let me add all this to my cart. And I did. And I still wear that stuff because it's amazing. But Rihanna knows how to how to handle some business. I will say that right here, right now. I wish she would handle some music, but that's neither here nor there. I'll go ahead and leave that subject alone. <laughs> I, I just miss her music. Which I can listen to her old stuff every day, all day, because Rihanna has some bops. And when she did the freaking Super Bowl, speaking of fashion, freaking love that outfit. And I, it was funny because we were watching it and I was like, is she pregnant or is she not pregnant? I don't want to say she's pregnant. She's not. Maybe she's just thickums. Because we love someone who thickums. Because thickums recognize thickums. And your boy's thickums. <laughs> a little thicky. Thicky just a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I just wish Runway would be fun again. Uh, but moving on to the early 2000s, speaking of fun, you guys, the early 2000s was a fever dream when it came to fashion. You had the weirdest, funkiest stuff. You had frosted tips. You had extreme gelled hair as far as like spikes and everything. Like the guys who had the frosted tips but would spike it. What? What was that about? I don't understand. But we ate it up. Uh, the early 2000s. I think of like Xenon. <laughs> I feel like everything reminds me of Xenon from the early 2000s. Like in real life. Like everyone was just wearing the wildest things. And it was fun. It was a fun time in fashion. Did it look horrendous? Yes. Yes it did. But was it kind of camp? Yeah. Yeah it was. <laughs> and no. Not like camp from the Met Gala where everyone failed to even do the theme. Not everyone. There were some good ones. But there are some other ones. I'm like, girl, girl. <laughs> when they said a camp, they didn't mean a camping trip. Go on, get. Get out of here. But yeah, the early 2000s was just a fever dream that I would love to see. No, I would. You know what? The early 2000s can stay in the early 2000s. I really don't want to see none of that stuff anymore. Um, but I love that it, that it has inspired the Y2K era that we have these days. Because <gasps> the way we eat Y2K up, mm, mm -mm, we kill it. Today's modern streetwear, you guys, is the best thing ever. That is my favorite. That's the era I'm in. Especially in the fall, you will see me rocking some Y2K. It's one of my favorite things ever. Um, speaking of trends and in the fall, I want to talk about some trends, you guys. What's going to be popping up for the fall so that way you can be ready. So, some of the big things, some of the big heavy hitters we're going to see this fall season um, is gothic romance. So, that's just going to be a bunch of lace. A bunch of white lace, black lace, um, very, uh, think Wednesday, how she is, like the Jenna Ortega's Wednesday, and her dress for the prom, how it was very gothic. So just modernized 
gothic themes and just make it fashion. You don't have to be fully goth. You can wear like um, like some nice denim pants and maybe some combat boots and a lace top, a lace blouse. Or how they have like the little bows, those little satin bows. It's like really tiny around the neck collar. I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but um, you'll see it like in a lot of like, uh, I keep just referring to Wednesday because that's exactly that's like the perfect ideal of what the gothic romance era is. Um, the second thing that's going to be trending this fall is art prints. And this is going to be like, if like, because again, I don't want to say for ladies or for men. Fashion's for everyone. You see something you like, you buy it, you wear it. End of story. I don't care if it's in the women's section. I don't care if it's in the men's section. If you see something and you really, really like it and you really love it and you have the money for it. Then it is no one else's business how you spend your money and what you wear. End of story. I hate the fact that some guys are like, oh, this is cool. Oh, oh it's for girls. I'm not going to wear it. I'm like, you were just about to wear it. <laughs> you had no problem. You were about to wear it. But now that you know it was from the women's section, you're like, oh, oh, that's for girls. I don't want No. You wear it, you buy it, and you freaking rock it. That's And then... Girls wear anything. And that's what I love about y'all. Y'all can find something in the men's section and be like, oh yeah, I'll wear this. Ugh. So yeah. Guys, be more open. If you're listening to this and you're like a, a very hetero, hetra, if you're a hetra man, <laughs> and you see something and you like it, and you like it, and you're like, man, I really want to wear this, wear it. I, if it makes, if you're going to feel confident in it, wear it. Don't listen to anyone. Don't listen to anyone's opinions about what your outfit is. Do it for you. Do it for you, boo. And your whole perspective and your whole confidence level is just going to improve. Who cares what people say? Because 9 out of 10 times, people aren't don't even care that much, to be honest. <laughs> so, you wear that outfit, dang it. You see a jacket you like, you wear it. So, art prints is going to be a big trend. And so, this is going to be like a full-blown-out like picture of art on a dress or on a shirt. So you can see like the Mona Lisa. You can see Van Gogh paintings. You can see, um, ooh, a Salvador Dali painting on a shirt, the melting clocks. Ooh, on a jacket, on a denim jacket. <gasps> Starry night in the back of a denim jacket. Ooh, period. It's gonna eat, it's gonna eat every time. Starry night, super outplayed, but it's gonna eat every single time you put it onto something. Just saying. <laughs> The other trend that is going to be trending this year, um, which I found very interesting because usually, you know, it's burgundies, mustard yellow, burnt orange, typical fall colors. What they're predicting is going to be very trendy and very fashionable this season is navy on black. So navy top on some over some navy pants, vice versa, black top, navy pants, navy bag, you know, just navy on black. And I'm looking at the pictures and it looks pretty good. This is coming from Glamour Magazine. So that's where I'm getting my source from. Um, there was also some references in this in Vogue Magazine. So if you don't trust Glamour, you can trust Vogue. But also fashion is just perceptive. So you rock what you want to rock, okay? But yeah, navy on black is going to be very trendy, which I kind of appreciate. It's a step away from the earthy colors. It's nice. I like it. Um, another thing... Which is kind of weird. Not weird, because red fall. There's red leaves in the fall. 
but like red, not dark red, red, any shade of red, fire engine red, dark red, burgundy, maroon, any red, it's going to be trending. It can be anything. A blazer. Oh, blazers. Um, Workday chic. That's what they're calling it. Just blazers out in the streetwear. Normal outfit underneath, put on a blazer. Um, peplums, which I have noticed actually. Like a lot of jackets, if you start looking for a jacket now, um, they're like cinched in at the waist and they flare out from that cinch down, which is called a peplum. Um, and that's what a lot of the jacket styles are. You see that right now. So I thought that was very interesting. But yeah, peplums are back. So there's peplum jackets, there's peplum blazers, there's peplum skirts, dresses, everything. Everything is a peplum these days, and I kind of love it. Because uh, it's fitted at the top and then flares out. And cinched in at the waist and flares out at the bottom, so it gives you that nice hourglass. Ooh, look at me knowing some of these things. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are some of the trends for this fall. I think that was all I had. Let me see, let me see. There was more, but the other ones were very high fashion as far as like what the runway's gonna have. So I don't care about that. I care about what's gonna be in the stores, what I can afford. And so, yeah. So I think this is gonna be a long episode. And I was just gone rambling and rambling. <laughs> but that does bring us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. I can talk about fashion all day, every day, for hours at a time if I could. Um, but yeah, let me know what you think about this week's episode. Let me know what some of your favorite pieces in your own closet are. What is something you like wearing that just makes you feel like a hundred out of ten? You know, that really just boosts your confidence. Um, let me know some of your favorite designers. I, because there are some designers, of course, that I don't know about. So who are some of your favorite designers? What are some of your favorite brands? Please let me know. I can always use a new reference to shop at. <laughs> so again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you're hearing, please feel free to share my podcast with your friends and family. Um, and let's help spread some glitter, y'all. Heck yeah. And the best kind of glitter is metaphorical because this glitter won't make a mess. <laughs> but again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I will see you all. Well, not see you all. I will hear it. Well, not even that. You will hear me <laughs> on next week's episode, which is going to be a special edition guest episode. So I hope you're ready for it. And until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye.